This edition of My Thoughts Monday is brought to you by Valve Performance, the team behind the Nordboard, Forstax, the Groin Bar, and Human Track. Guys, the most important ability for all of our athletes is availability, and that's the absolute goal of Valve Performance, is to provide solutions to performance professionals so that we can get the right information to make the right decision at the right time for the betterment of the athletes that we get to work with. To do this, guys, they have a wide range of validated products that focus on usability, and having been founded by the School of Exercise and Nutrition Sciences at the Queensland University of Technology, they're extremely evidence-based and they're beyond transparent. I can tell you that our time using the Nordboard and being involved with Forstex, we have been introduced to so many amazing people that have truly helped us become better coaches, have a better understanding, not just of the technology, but also what we're doing with our athletes. So make sure you hop over to ValPerformance.com today to make sure you check out what they got. It's going to make you better and to do better by your athletes. The world of strength and conditioning is filled with some awesome practitioners who are always trying to evolve and continue to grow professionally throughout their career. The problem with many of us, though, is finding a new outlet, a new way and a new perspective on the questions that we may have, whether it be programming whether it be situational with dealing with coaches, or whether it be career advice. Because all too often what happens is we get stuck in with the same group of friends and the same group of colleagues that we reach out to for advice repeatedly over and over again. But what we should really be looking for is different perspectives, different people who have been through different situations who can help us make better decisions both for ourselves and our athletes. And one awesome place to start with that is the forums in the Strength Coach Network. In the forums in the Strength Coach Network, you'll be able to reach out and get feedback, input, and advice from coaches from all over the world, from everything, from career advice to training modalities to programming. There's people there just for the same reason as you are, to try to get better, to learn, to share information, and to grow the field of strength and conditioning. So hop on over to strengthcoachnetwork.com slash cvasps. That's strengthcoachnetwork.com slash cvasps to dive into all that great content today and get your 48-hour trial for only a dollar. I look forward to seeing you in the Strength Coach Network. Hey, what's happening, everybody? Jay DeMeo coming at you with this week's edition of My Thoughts Monday. Today, guys, I kind of want to touch upon uh, something that's really, you know, kind of picked up a lot of steam of late and uh, conversations on Twitter and, and other aspects of social media and the Internet, and, and that being the, the idea of, of transfer and how strong is strong enough? And where are these things that, you know, should be these thresholds? And where are the kind of the stops, if you may, um, when it comes to just looking at general strength? And on top of that, you know, what is the actual measurement when it comes to how strong is strong enough? And, and when does it stop showing up when it comes to speed transfer? And I think that this is really... An interesting topic because I think that what it does is it really it's it more than gives us information I think it kind of exploits something that we in in this small part of the world of athletics really want and we really want to find and we really want to see and we really want to be able to say exists and that is an overall threshold or an overall number 
or a specific exercise or percentage or number or volume or intensity that is the magic one, the cat's pajamas. And we get really excited when people talk about how much of exercise X carries over to sprinting speed or jump height or whatever. But the problem is, is we're looking at things, as Dr. Andy Galpin said on the podcast, that we're looking at the average and trying to make the average fit someone who really is not average. And even the average is when you look at higher level athletes, you know, college level athletes or middle and up level athletes. When we're looking at at the averages of those, even then saying that this number is the magic number that people need to go for is a bit misleading and can be exceptionally incorrect. You know, there's, it's become kind of sexy too right now to be like, well, you don't need to lift much to get faster, right? Well, Gatlin and Ben Johnson would argue otherwise, right? You know, and then there's obviously people that are telling you you need to lift a lot and you need to be able to handle all these ground reaction forces and you need to build strength and you need to squat certain numbers and all of these things. But Carl Lewis would probably argue against that, right? So I think that when we look at this, we need to be careful because as much as I'd love there to be, there's no magic number. It just doesn't exist. There's no magic number for some magic exercise that's gonna have some magic carryover to what you do. It still comes down to the fact that you need to evaluate what you need to evaluate. You need to measure what you need to measure. You need to train things to improve those measurements. Because if those measurements improve the entire picture, then improving those measurements should improve the picture, right? KPIs have become really sexy and cool to talk about. But are you actually just making sure that your training is improving your KPIs? Or are you chasing some random number in a random exercise that's general at best? I mean, listen, I'd love there to be, we get them to do X and they are going to be Y. I'd love that. It's just not real. It's not. It's not real for everyone. I'm going in right now to work with a six foot 11, 260 pound guy and a five foot nine, 155 pound guy. Do you think that those percentages should be the same for those two people? That those exercises should be the same for those two people? You know, we talk about exercise selection all the time based on anthropometrics and whether or not they're safe or worth the risk reward but then we turn around and immediately say that there needs to be specific numbers that they hit on specific exercises. So then what happens now if this athlete is incapable 
of performing that exercise safely or at high enough of a level for them to be able to do that. When you're telling everyone else that if you do X, it's going to be Y, well, now what do you tell this person? Oh, well, you can't do it, so we're just going to try to find something else to fill the holes and then we're going to actually dig. But isn't that what we should be doing for everybody? Like, figuring out what we need to measure, figuring out what they need to get better at, training things that support that and help improve that, and then building off of that and measuring it to make sure that it's getting better. Now, it, it's hard. It's not easy to do that. It's not easy to identify that for every person. It's not easy to sit there and look and, and individualize that way. It could, because it's a lot of work. But if we're really sitting here and saying that that's what we're trying to do, maybe it's as small as sitting down and talking with the kids and being like, what's working and what isn't? What do we need to change? How are you getting better? How are you not getting better? Where do you feel this? Where do you not feel this? Where is it showing up? What is actually going on? Because that's a great place to start. And then building measurements around that maybe. But I just think that if we sit here now and we get really hung up on, we need to identify how strong is strong enough. And we need to identify where we need to stop. Well, but what if you didn't need to stop? Or what if for that person it was too much? Then you've now taken two people and tried to fit them in a box that they shouldn't fit in. So just be careful with that, man. Like, be real careful with that. Because we're not selling the same thing to everyone. We should be amoeba-like in being able to adapt to what's necessary for them. Doing what the game demands doesn't mean forcing someone into an exercise because a certain percentage of that exercise versus their body weight is going to make them stronger. Doing what the game demands means taking a step back and understanding what that individual needs to be the best that individual can be. And maybe that is hitting a specific percentage of a specific exercise for a specific movement to get something better. Maybe it is, but maybe it's not. And I just think that we sit here and we like to argue about these things and we like to point out, well, this person didn't do that and that person didn't do the other thing. So why does this matter or that matter? When at the end of the day, maybe what we should be doing is listening to each other so that you can have a better idea of something that might work for one kid that didn't work for another. Because if we're not really digging to try to find what's best for each individual person, are we really doing what we're supposed to do? Are we really doing what we say we do? So... I don't really care if it's one time, 1.5, like Berkashansky said, or whatever. What I do care about is that we do what's best by the kids. And that we make sure that no matter what we're doing, we're evaluating and moving forward 
and addressing what they need to be the best that they can be. As always, guys, truly appreciate everything you do for us here at Central Virginia Sport Performance. We'll be back next week with another My Thoughts Monday. I'll see you then.